0: Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gurnan and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. The podcast is currently brought to you by Waterful Plastic Free Baby Wipes, which contain 99.9% purified water and are both fragrance-free and alcohol-free. The wipes are made from natural cellulose plant fibres, making them so much softer and kinder to delicate skin. Waterful Baby Wipes are hyperallergenic, having been extensively tested by dermatologists and are approved by the Skin Health Alliance and Allergy UK, Accepted by the National Eczema Association and are also certified by Cruelty Free International and the Vegan Society. Waterful baby wipes are 100% plastic free, 100% biodegradable, and 100% compostable. Breaking down in a matter of weeks, they are the best choice for our planet and also your baby's future. Available for purchase in Tesco, selected super values, and can be bought in bulk size on Amazon. Kindful, mindful, and waterful. I love that I'm sharing my conversation with Fiona. ...as the first episode of 2022 and what a beautiful conversation we had. So Fiona, who many of you will know on Instagram as Mama Magic, is a pre and postnatal yoga instructor. Her classes are regularly booked out. She's so passionate about what she does. She has really nice, she holds a really nice space for conversation in her classes too, which I think is really important. And yeah, I'll actually link her Instagram page here for you, for those of you who are interested... We have just a gorgeous conversation about her three home births. Um, She gave birth to her first little girl uh, under firelight at home with the support of her husband and her midwife. Her second home birth was basically on the landing um, with her little girl in her bedroom listening to those noises that her mama was making bring her brother into the world. And her third home birth was outside beneath a tree with the sun on her skin, um, supported by two midwives and her husband. So, such a gorgeous experience. Fiona also suffered early pregnancy loss quite recently and she really dives into that. So, I think there's a really important message in Fiona's story. A lot of us feel that we can't give give ourselves the time to grieve early pregnancy loss Um, We feel like it doesn't quite justify that space for grief but in fact it does. Fiona and her family gave the time they needed to honour their little baby who they feel was a little girl. They wrote letters, they drew pictures and they buried her under an evergreen tree. So I think there's a really important message in there and if, if you are going through early pregnancy loss I think this is something that you should consider giving yourself the time and space to grieve the loss of a baby. So this is a gorgeous episode. Enjoy. Okay, so Fiona, you are very welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Will we just get stuck in and if you want to share a little bit about you and your family and then we'll talk about your pregnancies.
1: Yeah, my name is Fiona Mulcahy and uh, I have three children and they were all born at home um so we live in the countryside and but for the first two births we lived in Dublin so
0: I'd actually loved for the listeners to know what you do as well because you work with women who are pregnant and yeah Just tell us a bit about yourself
1: yeah so I teach uh, yoga and I trained in yoga before having children so I taught hatha yoga and then after my first birth I realised how useful yoga is for pregnancy and birth, and so then I trained, kind of specialised in pre and postnatal yoga. So that's actually what I teach now. I I've I kind of I did continue to teach hatha yoga through my second pregnancy, and then after that, I just continued with the pre and the postnatal, and continue online at the moment with both, so pregnancy yoga and mom and baby yoga.
0: I'll make sure to tag your. Where anyone can get in touch with you in the show notes so they can yeah so let's talk about your pregnancy was
1: your first pregnancy planned um well it kind of <laughs> so with the first pregnancy we decided yeah we'd we'd just throw caution to the wind and see what happened it wasn't like we were um you know meticulously planning it let's say um and actually we found out that we were expecting on the day that we were leaving um, on holidays. So we had gotten these malaria tablets because oh. we were going to Thailand and up to the to the north of Thailand. And the doctor said, just make sure you're not pregnant before you take them. I was like, brand. So I just it was one of the things I had on my list before leaving. So about two hours before going to the airport, I did a test <laughs> and it came back positive. So we were like, oh, my God, I mean, we were we were happy but we were like oh my god kind of a little bit um not expecting it so soon you know um so yeah I did a, I did a second test on on the plane you know more um one of those digital ones where they tell you exactly how many weeks so that was kind of funny doing that on the, on the <laughs> and waiting for the results to come in we were like oh my god so we had about five weeks in Thailand for that news to sink in um and it was great it was it was really it was amazing to have that just the two of us to yes, yeah. come to terms with the fact that we we're going to be parents. But also I started to crave potatoes, which wasn't great, you know, um being in Thailand. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> and how
0: did you feel? Did you have any nauseous? Um we had you have any nausea?
1: Yeah, I yeah, I did have a bit of nausea, all right. And a very, very keen sense of smell. So that wasn't good in some of the places we were um, so I did suffer yeah, I imagine. That, but um but yeah, it was once I was home, actually, I was fine. Um, I got, got home with about eight weeks, eight weeks pregnant, I'd say when I got home. And I just felt better being at home, you know, usually like I before becoming a mom, I was re, like, I've traveled a lot and everything. But I think a lot changed then, you know, yeah. um, once once I was expecting and now a parent. <laughs> um, But very soon after we got back, we decided I started to research what kind of birth, uh, we wanted to have and I was lucky because I had two friends that had given birth um, that same year who were really kind of were they were really um, was, yeah they were just really open and honest you know with, with their birth stories and I was really glad now in hindsight because one of them had a very traumatic birth and she, she it was a hospital birth and one had a really peaceful beautiful birth and it was a home birth. So that really helped me make my decision um, as to what what path we wanted to take. But also I did I did a lot of research and I rang up lots of different obstetricians, but I couldn't obviously speak to any. <laughs> I just got the secretary, you know, and I really just wanted to talk to, you know, to see what to get a feel for different people that might be caring for me. And then when I rang around the local home birth midwives and there were a couple in the area that we lived in in Dublin at the time, and got talking to one and she's like look you don't have to you know agree to anything let's just meet up and see see what you think and then so uh, she came over to our house one evening and she stayed for about two hours and after that the rest was history she was amazing she was just really relaxed and calm and just let us ask any questions we needed you know and and she she really was really reassuring she was like look you know, if at any time if at any time you want to change your minds, that's perfectly fine. It's you know, it's it's your pregnancy, it's your birth, it's your baby. You, you know, you get the choice. So, um, but both of us really liked her, um, and when we looked at the different, you know, the amount of times we would get to meet her and the amount of time we'd spend with her and and everything, it just was a no brainer um, to go with that path. Yeah. And what year was this? Sorry. So this was in in two thousand and eleven. Um, okay. our first will be 10 in March. Yeah, so home births
0: wouldn't have been as, cause now obviously there are a lot of home births and it's nearly not on, it's not uncommon now to hear of home births, but I suppose back then, um, you wouldn't have heard about home birth as much.
1: That's true. Yeah. And even when I asked my GP, you know, we went into, you know, the first visit with the GP just to kind of confirm the pregnancy and everything. And I told her that we were thinking of home birth and she was like, oh, why would you do that? You know, and she had had a birth in a positive birth in a hospital and she was telling us all about it. Um, but I thank, we, thankfully we didn't let that change our minds. You know, we, I just, when we, when we decided I emailed her and I said, look, this is what we're planning. She said, that's grand, you know? And um, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, we were just very lucky. I think that, you know, that I, I had heard of it. Um, I had heard of home birth. I think that's the main thing. A lot of people have, haven't heard of it, you know? And, um, and then once we met the midwife, you know, that was it. We just, we knew she'd be great. And, and she was also like, you know, really practical. She's like, look, um, you know, if a transfer happens, you know, it'll be for a reason. And I was fine. We were fine with that. It wasn't home birth or nothing, you know? And so we went along with that.
0: So I want to make sure that we get all of your experiences in. So will we dive straight into your final trimester and the first signs of labor?
1: Yeah. So um yeah, I had a really good pregnancy and met with the midwife, I think it was I can't remember how many times. We met her a good few times anyway during the pregnancy. And then coming up to the birth, um I decided to take two weeks, like two weeks before the our due date to take off work. And then it was about a week later, so a week before my due date i i started to feel it was a friday night and was due, i wasn't due for another week and um just started to feel really funny and went to bed and had a couple of bouts of diarrhea during the night and then the next morning um was feeling very mild contractions, you know, and kind of where i was like is this it and and then we were like you think this I think this is it um so the thing was though um because we thought we had another week if not more before you know the baby was coming we had a few things that we still had to do and we, like we had to buy a few things so um anyway we rang rang my midwife and said look um we think today's the day this is what i'm feeling i was just feeling like cramps you know just really like cramps but they were regular enough you know, every 15 minutes or so. So, um, she was like, that's fine. Just keep me updated. And I said, look, we need to get a few things still. And so that's grand. Just, you know, just keep me updated. So, um, just had breakfast, got dressed and went out, went, got in the car and went, get a few things. And we had to get incontinence sheets. I know now they they bring it to you, but back then we had to get our own. And there was only one chemist. We went to a few And there was only one chemist in the, in the city center. So we had to go there, but I just stayed in the car and my husband went in and he got it. He got the stuff, but it was, it was funny, like looking back, you know, going along the road and getting him to stop before the speed bumps and stuff. You know, we're like, don't go over that speed bump until this contraction's over kind of thing. Um, so it was fine, but it was a pity we had to do it, I suppose, you know, but, um, so we got the few things that we needed and came back to the house and, you know, was feeling filled my midwife in every couple of hours and how I was doing, but they were still quite regular. The the contractions. Now they were very mild and manageable, just had to stop and breathe and continue. So we just kind of continued with the day with what we had planned. So I just folded some little clothes for the baby little that people had given me and, and stuff. And, um, um, and had some lunch and just kind of chilled out. And then at around four in the afternoon, I rang, rang the midwife, my midwife, again, Colette is her name. And she's, she only lived about 10 minutes from us. So it was really, it was great. Like it was really close, you know? And she's, I said, look, I think I'm going to start using the TENS machine because I feel like I need something extra. And she said, yeah, that's grand. And that's actually a tip I got in, um, I went to a home birth meeting, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time there was a home birth association and they did kind of meetings in people's houses. And it was brilliant. Like I, I went when I was about, actually I went about a couple of days before I went into labor, actually kind of luckily. And someone had said that, like, you know, don't be afraid to use the tens early on. So I did that and I started using it and I hadn't actually taken out of the pack before that exact moment. So I uh, just to learn how to use it, but it was fine. Like it's easy enough. and. um use that for a few hours. And then she came over to she called over to the house at about six and, um, you know, she checked the baby's heartbeat and she asked, um, we decided that she would do a VE vaginal exam just to check how it was doing. And she did. And I was fully effaced. I hadn't started dilating, but I was fully effaced. And she said, that's grand. Um, and she said, look, we probably have a long night ahead. So I'm going to, can I just rest in the room next door? And I said, yeah, that's fine. It was, it was kind of comforting to know she was right there, you know? Yeah, it was really nice. So, um, so she just went next door and I just got comfortable. I had, I had a birth ball at the 10s, had some music. And in the end, I just sat in a cross-legged position and with the 10s machine and listening to music. And I was there for a couple of hours and I didn't I really liked that just being in my own space and not having anyone near me. And in the meantime, my husband was started getting the pool ready downstairs. So um we hadn't done a trial run or anything. So it was <laughs> we weren't really very prepared, like you know. <laughs> we we thought like we had all this time, you know. But anyway, um so he was downstairs getting the pool ready and um then I so I was upstairs and they were check, you know, he was coming to check on me and everything, but mostly i was just on my own and i actually really liked that I really liked just having me in my room sitting on the floor and um i was listening to music i was listening to krishna das really just kind of chanting um and that's music that i associated with my yoga training and a lot of the kind of inner work that i had done um in in my yoga training so it was really lovely it was just it was really lo- really nice um part of the labor and as it kind of progressed, I started to visualize ocean waves. This just really helped me, and it was some it wasn't something I'd seen anywhere or practiced or anything. It just came to me. And I don't know why, but it really helped. I just kept visualizing each time a contraction came, I just kept visualizing it was like a wave going through my body and kind of leaving. And it was incredible. I really, really enjoyed that um. That part of the labour. So then, a couple hours later, um, I I think that must have called, checked in on me, or heard me. I was making a bit of noise at that point, and I went. I said, "Look, I need to go on the loo." Or maybe I just went on the loo. I can't remember for sure. Um, I just got in the loo, and she kind of made it a bit comfortable for me. She put a cushion behind me and was checking on me and everything, make sure I was okay. Um, like just checking the baby's heartbeat, that is. And I I stayed on the loo then. I sat in the toilet for another hour or two. And I found it really good for like the gravity and just for the privacy and just kind of release. just you know, you're just used to kind of releasing on the loo. So I just felt like it was just releasing and it was brilliant. Um, really helpful. And they were it was progressing, like I was it was getting more intense. And I was still using the tens and I was upping the you know, the intensity on the tens as the contractions were getting more intense. And while I was on the loo, they decided that they, because we hadn't um, any dinner planned, my husband decided to to ring for a pizza to get a delivery. And so <laughs> I was sitting on the loo and then I heard, and I was up the top of the stairs, um, you know, it was a terrace house in Dublin where we lived. So I was, I was sitting on the top of the stairs in the loo in the bathroom and I just heard this ding dong. And then the pizza guy arrived. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he I have no uh,
0: idea what's going on exactly. at the top of that stairs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had no idea there was you know a woman in labor. But anyway, so uh, Glenn, my husband and Colette, they had the pizza and I did briefly think about it. But Colette was like, look, what goes in must come out, you know, so just yeah. think about you know After you have your baby And stuff And I was like Yeah you're right Like fiber is what I need Not pizza But um, it was fine I didn't I didn't feel hungry I was just in, in the zone Anyway And So they had their pizza downstairs And I continued to labor away And then At about 10 PM um, They they basically Came up and said Look right The pool's ready The pool The correct temperature It's full enough And it's ready to go Joining in the pool And I was like Yes so um we they helped me downstairs and I think at this point I just kind of stripped off and they took off the TENS machine from my back and I got into the pool and it felt really really good to get into the pool at that point um but at the same time the labor didn't stop or stall or continued like and I suppose in my head I was like you know I, this is this is supposed to be a rela- the relaxing part getting into the pool but it, i had to kind of readjust to not having the tens because i just felt found that so useful up until that point and then just just i suppose using the the natural pain relief of the water um and just getting into different positions in the pool and um so i was in the pool and so my husband had the room, set up really nicely the lights were dimmed he had little fairy lights He had the fire on and he had the speaker with the ipod and back when we used ipods (laughs) on on the speaker and he put on the i had been listening to the hypnobirthing the gentle birthing hypnobirthing during my pregnancy so he put that on and it was great like i especially loved the affirmations i was like just put that on repeat yeah you know like i can do this kind of thing and so it was lovely. Like it was just a really nice atmosphere. And, um, and Colette had one of these, um, torches, you know, with the a head torch, like what the cavers use. <laughs> so she had that on her head, I guess, so she could have her hands free because it was quite dark. So every time I'd have a contraction, she'd check, you know, check the baby's heartbeat and, and, and all that. So, um, but it was lovely. I kind of felt like the pool was like my safe place. Like I, you know, um, it, it just felt great to have that kind of barrier around me nearly. I don't know. It was lovely. It was, it was really nice. And, and just the water just, it felt so light, you know, compared to how, um, how I was in the other positions I had been on the loo and, you know, sitting down. So it was really, really nice. Um, and it just, the intensity just went up, 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 you know, and I was drinking a lot of water um, and I just then needed, I I needed my husband then at that point, And he just sat in front of me and he held my hands and I got a lot of strength just from looking into his eyes, you know, and he just was like, held my stare and we just like, there was no words needed. It was just, I believe in you. You can do this. You know, that's what I felt from him. And I could just feel his strength and I'm sure he could feel my strength as well. And it was, it was amazing. Like, and, and Colette was, she was, she was so calm and she was just such a lovely presence, but I could, she was almost not there. If you know what I mean? It was like, it was very intimate and I'd say I was in the pool about an hour and then I felt my waters pop. And um, that's when then it just, the intensity just went up after that. And yeah, I just continued to breathe look into my husband's eyes drink water and just you know um the the contractions got more and more intense and at one point I suppose she must have um, I was probably around transition actually because I think she did say to me right it was coming up to midnight you know do you want your baby to be born on the 24th or the 25th and I was like "The 24th you know like it has to come now you know um but anyway, she was born a little bit after midnight in the end, but it was just, it really helped me to be like, yeah, I can do it. You know, I can, yeah. I can get it before midnight. Um, and then, and then um, must a couple of minutes later, she said, would you like to reach down and touch your baby's head? Oh, yeah. cool. And that was, yeah, it was, that was, it, it really changed my whole perspective because I was like, oh my God, my baby's. Nearly here, you know, it was very reassuring. It was such a lovely thing to do, to experience that, just feeling her head before she was born. And yeah, so it gave me a lot of confidence and courage. And she was born a couple of contractions later. Now she did, Colette suggested about going on into a squat. And so I held the handles of the pool and I went into a deep squat and that really helped. And she was born in you know in that position and because she was born in that position when she did shoot out into the water she was looking straight up at me Maybe yeah. a baby and she had her eyes open and she was looking at me ah. I was just looking down at her and Colette must have been looking in because I could see her perfectly you know I, the light and it was just like this moment frozen in time where she, we were just looking at each other like She's like, I'm here, and I'm like, you're here. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. Like that moment, I will never forget, because it was just so special. And she was still in the water, and then collect kind of helped her up onto my chest, and oh, it was amazing. Like just sitting there, I was, it was. I suppose it was such an a moment where innocence turned to. in you know, it was like. Uh, yeah, that was the moment I became a mother. Just as soon as I saw her eyes, you know, and it was an incredible moment, and it was so intimate, just with me and my baby and my husband and my midwife. You know, it was really, really.
0: So tell us then how what what did the next couple of hours look like then?
1: So then, after a little while in the pool, I guess probably stayed in fifteen twenty minutes, and that's where, you know. Um, then they helped me out and they cut the cord. Glenn cut the cord and he took the baby Luna. We named her, we named her, but the next day, um, but we kind of knew, you know, as soon as she was born. Um, so he took Luna and we went up, Colette was like, look, why don't you sit back on the loo because that really worked during your labor and that might help with the placenta. Um, And so we went up and I sat on the loo and I was laboring again because, you know, feeling the contractions and it was, it was intense and it was way tougher than I ever expected. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I didn't really care at the same time because I got my baby's here, you know, so it was a mixture. It was kind of just like, let's just get this done, you know? And, um, I did at that point, I was sitting on the loo and I did black out briefly, um, but my midwife was there and she caught me and she, she was, she, you know, it was only a second, but I think at that point she realized, okay, she's going to need a little bit of help. So she did give me the injection to help um, release the placenta. Um, but I was fine with that. I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it, you know? And um, so she had a little bowl under the, in the loo and she caught the placenta there and I was like, thank God, because yeah, I didn't re- I really did not enjoy that part of, of the, the labor you know the that stage but sure look it was it has to be done
0: (laughs) I know it's something that we don't even I don't make ourselves aware of and it's not until we're going through that we're like oh that has to happen sure obviously it has to happen but it's not something that we prepare ourselves for
1: yeah and I think because um because we had talked about it previously and she said look um would you agree to having the is it called is it Syntosin I think mm. was one of the what those yeah um and I said yeah if necessary I mean I trust your opinion and that's in the end what we did you know for that one but um yeah like uh I think a lot of times in hospital you don't really it's it's kind of routine just to, to give the injection so um yeah so anyway she kind of just we went into the bedroom then and just kind of she checked me and I did have a little bit of tearing uh not much a little bit so she stitched me up at that point and Glenn was there with the baby and <laughs> we once she was finished with that with the stitching um she gave to me no she did latch on in the pool um okay. a little bit you know I try and help the percent along and obviously because it's good to latch on early um but then she, she latched on again at that point, uh, in bed and she kind of showed me how to feed, uh, lying down and, um, sitting, sitting up and it was great. Yeah. And she, yeah, she had a really good latch. Um, but yeah, so then she kind of just tucked us into bed and we went, we just went to sleep. The three of us, oh no, she did the newborn checks first. Sorry. So she weighed her, checked all her fingers and toes and hips and all the rest. Um, yeah, so she was, she was six, six pounds, 12 ounces or something. And Colette just said, that's a perfect size yeah, baby. A baby, a small yeah. woman like you. And I was like, okay, because <laughs> I'm like five, three and, she, you know, um, yeah, so it was lovely. Like she was, she was kind of, uh, you know, a, she, a person, a few words, but the ones that she said really, you know, were, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then she just came back the next morning to check on us and every day for the next week. Well, two weeks. Yeah. So that was amazing to have that help.
0: Will we move on to your next pregnancy?
1: Yeah, of course. So the next one then <clears throat> it was about two and a bit years later. Um, you know, we, we this we kind of yeah, we, we had planned that we would have another baby, but we weren't similar to the previous to when we conceived with Luna, it wasn't like, let's do it now. It was kind of like, let's just yeah. wait and see. And so um, as soon as I did, we did the test, I'd say about 10 minutes later, I ran Colette. And um, she was like, great, you know. Um, uh, so we had booked her in from very early. Um, it was it was a grand pregnancy, um, similar to the first one, nausea in, in the first trimester, but then fine after that. And, um, so we, I was, okay. So he was due. Yeah, actually on the day he was due, <laughs> um, that afternoon, I I remember Glenn texted me from work saying, I think today's going to be the day. And it wasn't because it was a due date. He was just like, I have this feeling. And then I remember going on a walk with and I was scooting along. She was like almost three, she was two and 10 months. And I was, it was sunset and I was like, this is so beautiful. This is the day, you know, like it was. It, and then as soon as we got home, um, it started, yeah, it, I started to get mild contractions. Cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and the fact that she was so close, like my my midwife, it was kind of like grand, you know, but in the meantime, in, within those three years, I had done my training for the, the yoga, you know, the pre and postnatal yoga. So I knew so much more about birth at this yeah. point. Well, you know. Um so then Glenn was Glenn came home from work maybe about six a little bit earlier than normal. And he's like, right, I'm getting the pool ready. I was like, we just, we just calm down, like we'll have we'll have dinner first. it'll be grand. So anyway, he started he started getting the pool ready. And like Luna at this point, like as a toddler, she knew Colette really well from all the visits and everything. Um, so she knew what was going on. She was very excited. And um, so we had some dinner. And then I did, I let Colette know. And also I had a, a doula, a friend of mine who was a doula. So okay. she was coming over as well. And um, yeah, I didn't really do much work with her before the birth. Cause I was like, you know, I knew a lot of all the, you know, I didn't have any kind of issues or things to go through with her, but I wanted her to be there for the birth. Now she did um, facilitate a mother blessing for me about a week before I went into labor and that was really beautiful and I really enjoyed it. And it was up in the spare room that we did it. And so um we let so I let Colette know, you know, it's like, look, this is something that started, and I let my doula know as well. And then I, I rang my mom as well. So um, yeah. So after I put Luna to bed, nothing really kicked off until I put Luna to bed. And once I put her to bed, it was like, it was like my body and my mind were like, right, it's time. You know, that happens so, all of the time. I hear that all crazy. the time. It's great, actually,
0: that the way your body just allows you to relax and go into birth mode.
1: Yeah, it was mad. like, mm. um, But um, so, yeah, so they were both aware that, you know, it was going to happen um, soon. And I think it was around 10 o'clock. I was sitting on the ball having a, a teaching away to my husband. He was like, you're not getting in the zone. Why don't you like go and get in the zone, you know? And I was like, yeah, you're right. So, I went upstairs into the <laughs> spare room and I uh, into the room we had had the the mother blessing in, you know, and I put all the stuff out and it was, you know, it was lovely and I sat and I started I used the tens machine and it was sitting um and it was really like uh, that that part of the labor was like it was like 10 in at night and Luna was asleep in the room next door and Glenn was just finishing getting the pool ready. And I really, really enjoyed it. I listened to the same music again and, um, you know, it was, it was just really enjoyable. And the thing that I really noticed this time was the endorphins after each contraction, I was just flooded with endorphins. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, like I really felt, and I was so aware of it. Um, and it was like this gift from nature, you know. It was fantastic, and I really, really enjoyed that. And then, um, you know, Glenn was saying, "Do you want me to call?" Let and I was like, oh, "I'm, I'm fine. This is totally manageable. I, yeah, this is grand." Like, and um, so he did. He did call the the doula though. He called her doula, and um, he's like, "Look, I think you should come over." So she arrived in around midnight and she helped to get the the room like with all the candles and everything like that I had a few things out but she really made it beautiful and it was it was gorgeous like it was so lovely and then after a little while and maybe 20 or 30 minutes of her being there I was like look I need to go on the loo and she's like brand and then I and she came in with her and I was like no no I need to go to the loo so I shoot her out and close the door oh. and, I, <laughs> and I, like at that point yeah I had to you had to do a poo and like that was a really good I know like that was a really good sign but I yeah. was still, like so so in control like I was like this is grand like you know but then um but then my waters broke just after that and and I was like call Colette you know um I was like yeah it's, it's time to call her so they called Colette and, um, I stayed on the loo for a while and it was great because, um, my, my doula sat on the ball in front of me and she was kind of, you know, using pressure and different things. Um, and it was lovely. Um, and then, uh, I was like, it started to get like really intense. And I was like, like if, if I was in hospital, I would be calling for an epidural now and there, and <laughs> I was thinking that to myself but in hindsight it would have been too late, you know, um, yeah. even if I had been there. Um, so I kind of, it was, it was getting very, very intense. And I'd say my doula kind of realized that and she was like, look, let's, let's go on all fours. So I got off the loo and I was got on all fours in the landing and it kind of calmed down and, um, it was calm for a little bit. And then it was like the bearing down, I could feel the bearing down. So, um, yeah so it, obviously my baby was coming further down and he was crowning and um my doula said glenn get some towels uh would you like to catch your baby <laughs> oh uh, Claire hadn't arrived yet Claire hadn't arrived yet now it was january and it was very cold so it was icy so she was de-icing right. her car even though she was only 10 minutes away yeah de-icing her car so it happened quite fast you know from the time that the waters broke to the time he was born was maybe 10 minutes, 15 max. So, um, yeah, so he went and got the towels. And in the middle of all that, I heard, mama. <gasps> I like, oh my God. <laughs> so one of them went into her. I'm actually not even sure who went into checking her and she was fine. She stayed in bed but it was just like outside the door from, from where she was. And I do. One other thing I remember is I looked up at one point I was on all fours in the, on the landing. It was a very small landing and I looked up and there was, you know, one of those little, little tykes cars, those plastic cars. Yeah. Yeah. And that was looking in front of me. It was right in front of me. I was like, get that thing out of my fucking way. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, that was a wreck in my head. And so they took it away and they brought the candles around me and they dimmed the light. So it was lovely up there. (laughs) And I was like, can I get in the pool? They were like, mm, I don't think it's probably wise at this point. You know, I don't think I would have gotten downstairs. Anyway. So I um, so I was on all fours. Head came out. Uh, we waited for the next contraction. And then the whole body came out and my husband caught mm. it. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, yeah, at the time I was. Like it was kind of shocking because yeah, yeah. Was so fast, but he caught him and he handed him through to me. And the first thing he handed him through legs first. And the first thing I saw was his, was his privacy, his penis. I was like, it's a boy. <laughs> and it was kind of funny, you know, so it was on my daughter's eyes first. So anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, it was hilarious. And he has his face was all kind of crunched. His eyes were closed and his, his, his face was all kind of scrunched up. Um but he was grand like he he did he had the cord around his neck, but my doula took that off, and it was fine okay i hadn't i I didn't even see that I heard after, but um, yeah, he was crying and everything, and about uh so then straight after that, my husband went into my daughter, she was sitting up and she was listening, and he brought her out to the to the landing to meet her brother um but he was only probably not even a minute old at that point, but they got the black head blankets around me, and I was holding him, and he was crying and then we just heard tap 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 on the door about 50 seconds later and my husband called down it's on the latch you know come on in up the stairs and then I'll never forget Colette's face as she walked up the stairs and we're sitting there with the baby (laughs) and Luna and um we're like yeah the baby came and he was he was in a rush so anyway we had a bit of a laugh um and then after that, um, they helped me down the stairs, and he, he, my, yeah, so the, the baby was still attached to me. Glen Og is his name. He's named after his dad. His dad is Glen. So he's Glen Og, and because he caught him, you know, and um, we walked down the stairs, and then I got into the pool. And that was literally the best feeling yeah, ever yeah. because it was like all the work was done. <laughs> I just got in the pool and I felt fantastic and then luna of course wanted to get in the pool too so she oh stripped off and got into the pool <laughs> oh fiona my god to clank it in <laughs> no <laughs> it was very funny like you know but it was actually lovely because that's the first time she actually got to see him and she yeah. was, like, holding his little fingers and his toes and oh it was oh, really so lovely. lovely it was and it was just felt so good like it's like having a bath after the biggest you know after a really really intense you know um Labor, but um yeah that was really nice so then luna got out and got dried and then um i cut the cord and the placenta came out a lot easier this time i didn't need to get any help and it came out in the pool and it was actually okay. lovely. it was great it was like yeah it was it was grand um and so then I, I got out of the pool and sat on the couch wrapped up in blankets baby on me and my doula gave me a foot massage and then I they gave me some granola that one of the moms had made for me from the mother blessing. And it was just like, I, I felt like it was a celebration. It was such a lovely, yeah, and like I rang my mom and I was chatting, to, telling her and again rang his mom and he was telling her. And it was, it was really lovely, but it, it was definitely a bit of a shock how fast it happened because Like he was born just after 1 a.m., you know, and I was still downstairs at 10. Like it was two hours basically. Ten, yeah. Three hours, sorry. Um so yeah, it was it was intense, but we did a lot of processing. And I was I was upset that Colette wasn't there. Um, you know, in the in the hours and the days afterwards. But I suppose we talked a lot about it and then I kind of realized it would have been very different if she had been there and it was for a reason, you know, and it was it was good it was great so it was unassisted but unplanned unassisted (laughs) um and yeah it was just it was just because it was so fast and she was de-icing her car basically if she hadn't if she didn't have to do that it would have been she would have been there you know and did
0: you feel you had to like come down off that shock over the, the the days that followed
1: yeah it definitely took a lot of processing um but she was great for just talking through with me. I talked to my doula. I talked to my husband. I wrote his birth story and all of those things really helped. Yeah. I mean, in, in the end now, now I look back on it and I am like, that was absolutely amazing. You know, I'm, I, I don't feel any, any shock now, you know, I, it, I've i processed it all, but it was, I think, I actually think having a baby in general is quite shocking to your body.
0: Yeah. Oh, but this was,
1: um, you know, it was, I suppose because it was so fast it I just I wasn't expecting it and probably because I felt it was so manageable up to a point and then it just got very intense you know mm. um so yeah but yeah so it was it was great though like and again she was um my midwife was and Glen had a tongue tie and my my midwife, she's a lactation consultant as well, and she's an elected league leader as well. So she's she was amazing and she actually drove me to the place where I got the tie the tie released and everything. You know, was, she was a great support in the early days. Um yeah, so it was it was lovely. But I did I I also found that transition from one to two. Like I absolutely loved the the early days and weeks and months uh, as a mom of one child, but I found days and weeks and months after having a second child really really hard um I just I just found it really hard to juggle you know I got used to it in the end I think I just had to release ideas of being a perfect mother you know I'm like okay I'm I'm good enough you know and that took that took a bit of readjusting
0: so when did you decided to try for number 3 then just considering you felt that way um how long did it take you to make that decision
1: did, or did you make that decision <laughs> yes we did make we did make that decision and yeah i was just like yeah I, I we had moved from dublin um you know which which was something we wanted to do for years and we had more space and we had a nice you know space in the house and space in the garden and i suppose we were at a really good place you know, this is exactly what we wanted. And, um, I suppose two, two and a half years have gone by and yeah, I was just like, let's go again. And
0: hi, this is Craig Robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ.
1: My husband's like, are you sure? <laughs> Back to all the same again. And am like, yep, yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, again, we kind of just, yeah, let it happen. And uh, a couple of months later it did. And we, again, I rang Colette and um, I was like, I'm like an hour from Dublin now. You know, we're in County Leash, but it's very close to the motorway in just an hour from from Dublin and I was like would you take me on again and she's like eh, yeah 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 I will so I was like great you know um we had such a good you know relationship at that point and I suppose she felt there's was, there's was not she didn't have to build up a relationship we had it already yeah. you know so there wasn't yeah. that um you know she, she didn't have to put all that effort in. I suppose maybe that's how she's thinking or just yeah I was I was lucky that it worked out, you know, and that she was available and that she was happy to make the, um, make the visits down to me. And so on the third pregnancy, um so it was about three years between each one. So yeah, it, it was fine. It was again, the first trimester, trimester I found difficult, but um, after that it was fine. It was just, just nausea. I wasn't actually sick, you know, physically sick. Mm-hmm. But it was the nausea and once I was into the second and third trimester I was grand and he was due in July 2018. Um, So it It was was a month
0: between our between Oliver actually and yeah.
1: Oh really when is he?
0: Uh, August 2018.
1: Oh amazing yeah.
0: Very hot Um, summer.
1: Yeah it was it was (laughs) such a heat wave I literally was sweltering the whole summer yeah it was all I was like and I remember I was teaching pregnancy yoga and we were all like we just come in and we just would bitch about the weather because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one else understood. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's great!" Yeah, yeah. We like, oh, you know, it was so funny. Um, but uh, then, um, so he was due at the end of July. the twenty eighth. He was due, and very from very early on, Colette had explained to me. Um, she's French, so she was. She said, "Look, I'm going to be in France in early July, but I'll be back on the twentieth. So it's a good." eight days before your baby is due and I was like that's grand I was like I really wanted her to be my midwife so I was like that's fine Mm. and then um so she was due home on Friday the 20th and on the night of Wednesday now she did she did say look if you do go into labor here's a list of midwives you can call so it was about five midwives on it and I said that's fine and I knew one of the I knew the first one um and anyway on the night it was the Wednesday night and I was like something's going to happen soon I could feel it and I was like oh god Colette's still away um now <laughs> um so I did I started ringing the midwives anyway I was like look I'm just gonna ring it's like 11 p.m I was like I'm just gonna ring them Their midwives they're you know they answer the answer so I talked to the first midwife and she was like I'm really sorry she you know I'm working she was in the rotunda and I was like right right so I rang the second midwife and as soon as I heard her voice, she was like, oh, I'm just coming back from my home birth. And I was like, oh, my God, she sounds fantastic. Now, this is Angela Cotter. Oh, yes. And I just explained the situation. And she knew, like, Colette had told them as well as giving me their numbers. And she said, that's fine. Just listen, just give me a ring. Um, she's like, I'm actually in Dublin. You know, I'm not too far from you and um, tonight. And yeah, just give me a ring tomorrow or whenever you need me. I'll be there. And I was like, you. So I think that I just really relaxed and went to bed that night, really relaxed. And the next morning I knew, yeah, we knew quite early on in the morning. Okay. Yeah. There, I was feeling the cramps and, you know, started timing them and stuff and realized, yeah. So I rang Angela again. She said, that's grand. It'll be over in about an hour. I was like, brilliant. So, um, yeah, another reason really hot day and so glenn and the kids were putting the pool together in in the sitting room and um he so yeah he's like an expert at this time he had it filled in like an hour or something it was crazy like but this time we had an electric shower we didn't have an electric shower in the place in dublin so it was like easier you know he had a you know it was easier to fill it and um so I just like had a shower, got dressed, I wore this lovely flowery sun, sun dress. I hadn't planned that or anything, but it was just a really nice day. And, um, about an hour later, I also rang my mom and I said, look, um, can you come over? Can you be available to come over? And she was like, yeah, you just let me know when I'm just doing this. I'm just doing that. And I was like, no, 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 no. Can you like come over? <laughs> you know, she's like, oh yeah, I'll be over as soon as I can. So the plan was that. Um, she'd just kind of be an extra pair of hands for the kids, you know, mind them or whatever, if, if we needed that. So that was fine. And um, so Angela came over and she had a student midwife with her as well. And I just remember as they were walking in, I was like, the student midwife's going to get great education today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And they're like, she was lovely as well. But she did ask me, do you mind if we have a student midwife? And I was like, no, that's grand. So they came in and we had a chat. Um and yeah, she was just she was just lovely person, really really nice. Just warmed her straight away, and she was so calm and relaxed, and yeah, just such a lovely vibe about her. You know, she was just fit in straight away into the kind of to the family and everything. And uh, so she checked the baby, and then she was like, "Look, will I will I do a ve? Would you be happy with that?" And I said, "Yeah, fine." And so she did, and she's like, "Look, you're you're." Um, you haven't started contracting or you're not contracting. You haven't started dilating yet. Um, so that's when I was actually really, really reassured. I was worried it was going to be fast again. Yeah. So I was, I was like, that's grand. And she said, look, I'm just going to stay for a few hours anyway. I have some admin work to do. So would you mind if you just sit at the table here and I'll do that and a cup of tea? And I was like, that's perfect. And she said, you might like to just rest for a bit or, you know, if you want to. So I did. I went to bed and she said, look, the contractions might stop or they might continue. We'll just see. And it was just really reassuring and no rush, you know, just kind of in your own time. It was lovely. And then my mom, mom arrived and she was playing with the kids outside. And I don't, know, I don't know actually what even she was doing with them, but they were, they were happy. And um, so I started listening to some music and I also started um, using the 10s. And I at one point I had so many wires coming out of me. I was like, "This I can't do this." You know, there was tens on one side, and music like um, earphones on the other. So my my husband got me his um, AirPods. You know, so at least I didn't have those wires. And that's, I always give that as a tip now for anyone. I'm yeah, like, yeah. just get the wireless headphones. Um, so I was listening to the same music again. Um, it's like an album of Krishna and Das and using the tens and I slept a bit and I, you know, I was just moving around a bit in the bed and I was there for a while. And then, um, Angela, you know, I suppose she was probably listening out and keeping an eye on me and she, yeah, it must've gotten up for some reason. Anyway, they didn't stop. The contractions kept happening, you know, they were quite, um, regular. And then, once I got up again, she was like, look, do you want to download this app where you just press the button each time you get a contraction? And so you don't have to kind of write it down or, you know, tell anyone you just press the button. And after, certain at the time, you can see kind of, what you know, how, how far apart they are and what it looks like. That's grand. So I did that. And I said to her, look, I really want to sit outside. It's a beautiful day. And um, a couple of weeks previous, I had had a mother blessing outside. And I was like, I'm just going to go and sit down where. I had a mother blessing outside. And so I she was like, Yeah, grand. So I had my basket and had all my little stuff, little, little gifts from people and symbols and and everything, and candles and beads and loads of really nice things. I put in my basket and I went and I sat down. I laid out lovely under the tree under the tree. And I had like a sheepskin under me and everything. Like it was really nice to myself.
0: Photos. I've seen the photos on your <laughs> Instagram. So gorgeous.
1: Yeah, it was, it was honestly. I felt like if there is a heaven, this is what it's going to be like, you know, like it was just, yeah, it was really lovely. And like, I was just sitting there in my sundress and I had a bolster and, this, and the sheepskin and, you know, all the candles and all the affirmations and pictures. And it was, it was really, really beautiful. And I I was just laboring away there under the tree. You know, each time I got a contraction, I'd press the the little thing on the app and I just close my eyes and breathe through it listen to the music um and it was just it was a beautiful day it wasn't too hot you know the sun was coming in out of the clouds the breeze was blowing you know it was just gorgeous and Cle- or not Cle- sorry Angela came out to check on me and she was like oh my god this is so nice and I was like I know <laughs> and um she she uh, told me that she had let the second midwife know, and that um, you know, so just just let me know that. And I said that's fine. And and after a while, um, I was there a couple of hours, and it was really really lovely. Like it was just, I was just inviting the contractions in, you know, or the surges. I I and I was just breathing through them. And I could feel the endorphins coming at the end of each contraction. And it was just like, oh, it was lovely. And um, then I, the next time she came out, I said, look, I have to do a wee. And she was like, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. So I went in to go to the loo and my husband was making lunch and um, they were, we all sat down and she's like, look, it'd be probably good for you to get some energy So I said, yeah, that's fine. So we sat down at the table to have our tea and sandwiches and I had the, like the earphones around my neck and every time I got a contraction, I just put in the earphones, breathe through it and, and then take them back out again. And we were having like chats and this, that, the other, my, my midwife was chatting to my mom and husband the kids everyone were like we're just chatting away and each time it happened so it was like I felt like it was between two worlds like it was there but every time a contraction came I just closed my eyes put in the music breathe through it and it was it was lovely like it was lovely um and then I was like when I'd finished lunch I said I really want to go back outside I said to Angela I just loved it out there I, I, I just want to go back out and she said that's fine she said and if you end up having your baby out there it's grand sure I'll just bring the stuff out and I was like this woman is brilliant and I just remember thinking you know she, and that really just made me go oh, yes so it went back out but I actually needed help to get back out I, I said to my husband I was like will you walk me back out I knew I wouldn't get there before another contraction came you know like it's a big garden it's not that big but I just I just knew it so he said yeah and so we walked out together and twice I had to stop And we just hugged and swayed standing up through the contractions. And it was amazing. Like the sun was shining and we were just like hugging and breathing through it. And it was like, it was beautiful. And by the time I got to the tree, we sat down and he didn't like, that was it. Like he wasn't going anywhere. I needed him at that point. And so I just ended up kneeling and kind of leaning into him. And he was kneeling and leaning into me to kind of give me support. And I was there for a few minutes. And obviously, um, Angela was watching. We have big glass windows she, she could see. And she came out pretty soon after. And she just arrived out um, to basically catch the water, like within an in incontinence sheet like literally just in time to catch when, when my waters broke and I felt a huge relief. Like it had started to intensify that like when I got back the second time I went out under the tree and I was there with my husband. So it was very intense. Then when my waters broke, it was very, it was like a huge relief, but that's when it ramped up. And, yeah. um, and I could see, like I could see over my husband's shoulder, my mom, the two kids had come outside and they were down in the garden. um, and I found out later that they were reading a book about birth. Oh
2: my god. You know, the god. hello baby.
1: <laughs> they were sitting there. I don't know why or how they had that book, but they were sitting there and she told me that she asked them to stay out, you know, to not come come any further than the trampoline. So we were like, I suppose not to be on top of us or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: um, although I probably wouldn't have minded, but you know, she, you know, she was minding them. I guess she was like, she was there and I was actually really lovely I knew that I could see them and it was really nice knowing they were there um and then just leaning into my husband and under the tree like just the whole setting was amazing um it was really really intense and the bearing down you know it was bearing down stage then at this point and I remember Angela going here's Anya she's your second midwife and I just looked up And I, I couldn't even talk. I just went like this, gave her a big thumbs up and a smile. And she was just giving a big, massive smile. And, um, yeah, I'd say about five minutes later, he was born. Um, Oh my goodness.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So So it was, there was a couple of contractions and I remember her saying, now I'm just going to say a few things to you as you're, you know, as going through. And I was in my head, Oh God, what is she going to say to me? Please don't let her try and, you know, um, what's the word, you know, tell me when to breathe. And and all she just said was, I now, yeah, yeah. yeah, I now breathe. And I was like, oh, she's amazing. And she used that compress on my perineum and felt really good. And, um, yeah. So in a couple of contractions more, he was born and Angela caught him. And again, the cord was around his neck. So she released that and, they I think they had to help him a little bit with his breathing um like he was behind me and I was like you know I, it was probably like 10 seconds but you know when you're like mm. waiting for the cry anyway then he started to cry and they brought him to me and he stayed in my chest actually the cord was quite short so he was down kind of here you know on my belly and he was and they had blankets around me and I just sat there and my husband just kind of wrapped his arms around me, just kind of melted into his arms behind me. And I just kind of, I was, I was speechless. I, I was just like, I can't believe I'm here. I was yeah. in my garden out under my tree and I've just given birth. And it was unbelievable. It was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Um, and at that point, the two kids came and they had a good look at their brother and they watched when Glenn cut the cord and they were chatting to the midwives and stuff. I was just, I couldn't even talk. I was just in a, I, I guess in my own zone, <laughs> but also wrecked, you know, from, from all the work. And, um, I, yeah, I think at that point, um, I was sitting down and like Anya was sitting down. So I was leaning on her back and she was leaning on mine. So it of kind of relaxing and we're all just, yeah, like obviously Angela was doing all the stuff for the baby, you know, helping, minding the baby with me, but it was just a really magical moment when we were all out there and it was just so lovely. It was so lovely to have everybody there. And um after they cut the cord, it was actually my mom that, held him and brought him inside the house and yeah it was lovely and my and my husband just helped me into the house and um actually during the labor just want to add this in because I remembered I was holding this crystal like um rose quartz and whatever it was about the crystal really really helped me through the the really intensive part of the labor, just holding it and rubbing it, and I think at one point I just like threw it out of my hand, like the very end. About about a week later, I went outside and I found it under the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was gas, like obviously whoever had brought in the stuff had missed it, but that really helped. Um, so we went inside and the pool was ready. So I got in the pool and I knew that that was a nice place to birth the placenta. So I figured, yeah, let's do that. And it felt really good to get in the pool. And there was like, it was such a lovely air of celebration in the house. You know, um, the midwives, like the, the three of them were in there with me and we were chatting. And um, I did at that point bring Saul into the pool with me. Um, yeah, the boy and we named him Saul. Oh, yeah, when When it was time to find out his gender, my husband just said, right, there goes the house. And I was like, what? I knew it was a boy then because we always had that phrase, girls break your heart and boys break your house <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like I yeah. suspect?" <laughs> <effect>, like <laughs> anyway um so he yeah so I did I held him again in the pool and you know because um latching on can stimulate the placenta to to come come away but um we were there for a while and Angela's like well we will we help him along and I was like no let's just wait let's just wait and about almost an hour later it came out and it came out and it was fine but um I was just yeah I was just really in tune I knew it would come when it was ready and did and it was fully intact and everything and so then I got out of the pool and went into bed and my husband cracked open a bottle of champagne and at that point my three-year-old had fallen asleep so he was it was like the afternoon, it was he was born at 20 past three in the afternoon. Um, and so I suppose by the time we got into the bed, it was like maybe five or six in the evening. And, um, yeah, that's when we had the champagne, we all had a bit, and it was lovely. Like, even my daughter Luna, like, she was six at the time, and she was in, and she was like, all the photos I have, even of it, it's just like her little hand around him, it's like really protective. Oh. And yeah. oh, it was just so lovely. Um, and when they did the newborn checks, um, you know, she was there and she did it with Anya, you know, at the second midnight, they did it together and they checked and she was checking for how many noses and how many ears, and it was really cute. Like it was lovely. Um so yeah, and I, you know, I felt it was great having a having a daytime labor because I felt I just like by the evening, you know, my husband gave me my dinner in bed and I went to sleep. And by that and I didn't miss any night you know with the others I missed a night because it was late I gave birth during the night so it was I would say with well, Eve, actually
0: I gave birth during the day I think it was like one or two and it just felt so nice so then like we, we didn't our routine wasn't messed up yet
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was great it was I just remember it just felt like there was a party in the house you know yeah, everyone yeah. was just on a high and I was on high for weeks absolutely like definitely weeks if not months after his birth um yeah it was it was really amazing um and I was just it was just the one day that I had Angela because the next day came back and she came and she was like oh my god he's born (laughs) but it was like it was so special and um I got to meet her a couple of weeks later they had like a a day for the midwives they were celebrating something and was just like you know, like Colette holds a huge place in my heart, but Angela holds a place too. You know, even though it was just that one day, um, but it was lovely to have Colette then mind me for the the next two weeks and help with the breastfeeding and everything was brilliant. You know, it was probably
0: first for Angela and Anya as well to see I don't know birth in the garden.
1: I think I think for Anya it was it was her first birth. She had just come back from Australia, maybe something. She had been abroad. And, uh, or, or, or maybe she had just signed up. Um, she, I think it was her first birth having signed yeah. up. Now don't, don't put that on record. Cause I, but I think she said that <laughs> she was like, what a birth to come into. And when, when Angela had rang her and said, we're outside, she just thought I was walking around. You know, she didn't realize I was giving birth. It <laughs> was funny, but she was great. Like Angela just gave her the code for the gate, you know, of um uh, what you call it? Like an electric gate. So she just came right in and she was there. Like it was just, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. It was, I could not have imagined it to be like that in my wildest dreams. If I had ever tried, it was so much better than I ever could have imagined. So will we talk about your fourth pregnancy? Okay. Um, so about three years later, um, We hadn't planned on having any more kids. Like I was kind of open to it. Um, My husband uh, kind of, but like, he was like, I think three is enough. (laughs) And um, yeah, so we found out we were pregnant and um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shock because we hadn't planned it, but at the same time it was like, okay, you know, this, this could be really good. Um, You know, it was, it was took a bit of time to kind of get used to the idea, but, um, yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, you know, like as in and baby number four, probably just slot in kind of thing, you know? Um, and this was in September 2020. So yeah, it was, it was a really weird time, obviously, you know, with all the lockdowns and everything. So, uh, you know, probably a little bit of anxiety, um, about being pregnant during pandemic. Well, not probably actually, definitely. And, um, I suppose I had been teaching all through the pandemic and my classes went online and stuff. And I knew firsthand, you know, how the moms were feeling and how, um, how hard it was, you know, with the isolation and everything to be pregnant and to be giving birth. So I suppose that was the background. And then, um, I, I called Colette and I asked, would she be my midwife? And she, she couldn't she had something on that month that I was due to give birth, and although I was obviously you know sad about that, I just contacted a local midwife i knew I know her already, and she was happy to be my midwife, so we had kind of we had planned for our fourth home birth and um i had to uh, similar to the other the other births the other pregnancies, I had a lot of nausea um but I also had kind of pains that I never had before and I think I, I kind of thought with well, this maybe it's a bit of anxiety this is just you know having to do this alone at the time the restrictions in the maternity hospitals were really really strong like no one allowed in for any of the checks or anything like that so I suppose um, I kind of put it down to that and then when I did have to go in for my booking appointment I booked in so for the others for the two when I was in, sorry, two in Dublin, sorry, when I gave birth to my first and my second, I was booked into the Rotunda because that was the closest hospital. It was grand. I just got the scans and bloods there. It was fine. For baby number three, I booked into the Coombe um, just because I felt at the time that was the most home birth friendly of the closest hospitals to us. And then for the fourth, this fourth one, then we booked into Leash. That's the local midwife said, look, it's the closest, really is the closest hospital. And you know, they're 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 quite good now with home births. They're, they're you know, and she told me kind of who to go who to book in under and stuff. But when I went in, so I was 13 weeks, um, we had told the child, the kids and family and some close friends at around level eleven weeks, and they were all really excited, you know, of course, three kids. And um yeah, so I went in on my own to booking appointment and Yeah, so the first thing I had to go to was the scan, and the woman there was full of chat about the home births, and everything. She was lovely, and sat down. She put the thing, scanner thing, on my belly, and her whole demeanor changed. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And I just knew, and I think deep down, I kind of knew that something wasn't right. But I kind of just was putting it down to the pandemic, or you know, just I don't know what I was putting it down to. Um. I suppose maybe in denial, but um, she said, "I'm really sorry, but th- there's no heartbeat." And I just didn't say anything. I just sat there and I was like, "Um, oh." And um, she was really pushing down on my belly, and you know, and I was, um, she said, "Look, I'm I'm gonna get a colleague in to to get a second opinion." um, just to be sure. And I said, okay. And I, and I, she was leaving the room and I could tell she was like reluctant because I was sitting there on my own and I'd just been given this news and, but she had to go in and tell, um, or find her colleague. And the, the colleague came in and she, she checked me and she said the same thing. And I, yeah, I just remember staring at the screen and like she had said, like, it's, it's going to come up here above you but she never put it up for me to see. And I was like, why isn't it going to, you know, but anyway, when she said there's no heartbeat, I understood. But then she did show me and she's like, look, this is the placenta. The placenta is fully intact. This is the baby and there's no heartbeat. And she, she measured it. And she told me when the heart had stopped beating was a few weeks previous and uh, she measured it and everything. And she's like, look, um, you know, I'm going to go through some of the options you have um, you know, I'm really sorry. She was really, really kind. Um, but I, I, I don't think I really wasn't sinking in, you know, like as in I I was hearing her, but I didn't register what she was saying, you know? And, um, so she kind of, I think she just kind of gave me a bit of time and she said, um, look, I don't think you're going to miss Carrie. To today or tomorrow or the next day because the, the placenta is quite you know the sack is quite intact but you will miscarry over the next few weeks and here's some information you might go home and said where is your where is your husband and I said he's at home with the kids and she was like all right um so I said look um she said look bring this home read through it and get in touch with us when you decide what you're going to do so I just, she, she escorted me to the door and I just walked to the car. I was like a zombie. I think it's just kind of autopilot. She was like, "Will you oh, be okay, okay to drive home? And I said, yeah. Yeah. But I got in the car and I was just like, I just had to, I just, I just rang Glenn. And I had to, I just couldn't, I don't know. I just, I just needed to ring him. And I told him and he was like, "Will you be okay to drive home? And I said, yeah. So I drove home, got home, went to the sitting room the kids all sat down they knew that I'd gone in to get get a scan and so I sat down and I just told them um I said the baby's heartbeat stopped and my daughter like so she was eight and a half and she just started to cry um and my son who at the time was like five five five, five and a half maybe and he he was just like so so the baby's dead it's really like you know I suppose at the age of just trying to understand it in his own way, and I was like, "Yeah," and it's still inside you, and it—it he, he was really he was he was mad, like the the questions. But I was like, "Yeah," and so he was like processing that in his own way. And then the toddler, Saul, who was like two at the time, two and a bit, he just crawled up to me and he latched on to start to feed and cuddle me, and that was lovely. Like he obviously he didn't really know what was going on, but it was nice to feel that, you know closeness with him um and yeah so we just sat there and we kind of talked about it and cried and any questions the kids had like we answered it as best we could and it was yeah it was really weird um the next the next week was just kind of like took me about two or three days to actually register what had happened and Obviously, I told you know I told my mom and I told my midwife and stuff. And a couple of days later, I was like, "Look, we're going to have to decide what to do." I also rang my friend, who was my doula for my second birth. Now she was away for when Saul was born, otherwise she would have been there as well. And she, I talked it through with her, and I found it really good. I was like, "Look, what is DNC? What you know?" I just didn't have it in me to go researching online and stuff. I was like, she just explained everything, and I was like, look, I've never had to go into hospital to give birth before, and I don't want to have to do it now. And she said, well, you can just wait, and you know, I was like, I'm just going to wait. She said, okay, and it wasn't like it was just she helped me talk it through the the options, and obviously my husband as well, but he was as with all the births he was just very supportive of what I wanted and he's like yeah that's fine and you know the hospital is 20 minutes away so I knew if I needed to go and I could and so it was just a really strange week kind of knowing that my baby was gone but was still with me you know and but I was kind of glad that she was still there I say she we're not 100% sure um it's a boy or a girl but um yeah, it was it was it was strange. Like I still went into the forest with the kids and did, you know, but also napped a lot and just was really good to myself and um the kids at that time were really like gave me a lot of hope and joy, just not joy because I was obviously, you know, in a really dark place, but even just listening to them play when I was napping and stuff, it was just like it was really nice. Um you know, kind of like life goes on, you know, and um, anyway, almost a week later, like I had gotten to the point where I was like, I don't know, I was like even saying, to him, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can wait any longer. It was a week later. And he was like, okay, well, whatever you want to do, you know, so the three options were wait, uh, wait until the baby comes naturally or to the miscarriage happens naturally, uh, go in and get some tablets um, that will help too. You know, move things along, but I'd have to do that in the hospital. But my husband would be permitted to stay with me. And the third option was getting DNC, basically surgery. But um, my husband wouldn't be allowed to be with me. So, um, so I chose the wait and see, just because, as I said, I, you know, I was like, look, labor is not an issue for me. I've done it three times. I know what I'm at. You know, it'll be fine. Um, so it was was a week and a day later. Um, I, I started to feel, I was like, okay, this is going to happen today. Got like very mild contractions and um, my waters broke and I ran to the loo and, um, I can't remember if it was my midwife for my doula that said, have the sits bath ready. So I used a sit bath, um, just like a plastic bath that I used to fill up with hot water and drops of lavender oil after the other births, just to clean the perineum and the vulva and everything after birth. So I had that ready. To, she was like, just have that ready to catch the baby, you know, when you do go into labor. So I knew that and I had it ready. And in the meantime, I had also set up an altar in my bathroom and I had scrubbed the bathrooms clean. So it's like, if I'm going to be laboring in one of these bathrooms, we have just two bathrooms. I'm, I want it to be a nice place to labor. So I had loads of things from my mother blessings from, from my, from my other births. And I had candles and I had things people had given me. Like cards and stuff. Um, when when they found out, obviously that um, you know, about the baby's heartbeat and everything. So that I had all those things on the windowsill in the bathroom, and I kind of expected. I didn't know how long the labor would last, but it was very quick. And um, yeah. So once once my waters broke, I ran to the loo, sat in the loo, and looked down, and the baby was there. Well, it was very small you know um and um so I called my husband in and we kind of cried and he held my hands and I was like but there was also a relief that it had happened I suppose because I had been waiting for that week and yeah so it was it was really sad but at the same time I was really glad that it happened the way it did and that um we had, we had a little blanket that my friend had crocheted for me and, and sent to me when she heard. Um, and so we wrapped the baby up in the blanket and we put her into, we had a little basket and put her into the basket and we said, we'll, we'll bury her tomorrow. Cause it was in the evening. And so, um, then I stayed in the loo and waited for the placenta to come out and it did. And that was fine. I kept that um, just in the sitz bath and then we kind of all went to bed and that was the Friday night. And then on the Saturday, uh, my husband went and he bought a tree, an evergreen tree. And you now we did tell the kids that night, the two older ones, that the baby had come out and it was tiny And we would be burying her the following day. So he went and he got a lovely evergreen tree. And my husband and my son um, dug dug a little grave and they buried, they put the tree in and we buried our baby there. And um, before we did that, like I wrote a letter to her and so did Luna and Glenna drew a little picture. and we put that in with her as well so it was kind of our way to say goodbye and I found, I felt it was important that the kids got to do that as well because you know it was part of their life too and forever short it was part of all of our lives and we actually have we have three main kind of trees when you look out the, the kitchen window there's the three main trees one of them which Sal was born under and then the other two kind of claimed the other two trees so we have the four trees now and yeah, our baby who didn't make it is under the evergreen tree. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's what we did, and that actually it was actually really sad, but it was beautiful, and I I was really glad that we got to do that and honor her in that way. But then a couple of hours later, I started to feel really weak, and um, I realized that maybe some of the placenta was still uh, inside um or I presume something like that had happened um so we rang the hospital and explained to them they said out yeah, just come in when you can so I rang my mom to come to mind the kids and she said yeah she's like I'll be over and whatever time she said and then about another half an hour had gone by and I realized I was getting really weak and I was like look I need to get to the hospital now I sent my husband he was like okay I, I'm just gonna ring an ambulance because um he, we couldn't leave the kids, you know, on their own, and he wanted to come in with me. So we rang the ambulance, and they kind of just explained to us what to do: this get a hot water bottle, keep rubbing your tummy, lie down. You know, gave us instructions. So we did that, and um, they arrived shortly later. And I couldn't walk; they had to get a stretcher, and they um, they brought me through the house. It was absolutely surreal to be brought through the house in a stretcher, is bawling. And, um, my husband stayed back with the kids and my mom arrived very shortly after that. And so then I went in the ambulance and he followed in the car. The kids are stayed at home with my mom and in the ambulance, I was bawling and the guy paramedic, he was brilliant. Like he was just chatting to me and he, he just, I suppose, just tried to bring me out of my, uh, of uh, you know to keep, keep me awake and because I, I really felt like just sleeping but anyway he was just like really reassuring is like this is a normal thing that we get called for your life isn't in danger because you know I suppose I, a lot of things are going through my head about what was happening to me or whatever you know like you know how dangerous it was or not I didn't know and then when we got to the hospital yeah it was it was late in the evening um and they the, the part, the main doctor there, um, checked me and she had to remove some of the placenta manually. That was excruciating. And then they had to give me a COVID test. And I was just like, did you get away from me? You know, like, um, but anyway, they're like, look, we're going to give you th- these tablets to help expel the rest of the placenta. There's a little bit remaining. So I said, that's grand and took the tablets. And then my husband arrived with some food as well, cause I hadn't eaten. And he got, to, they gave me a room on my own. Excuse me, and they said, "Look, we're going to keep you overnight, but your husband can't stay um, stay for an hour." So I said, "Okay," um, and yeah, so I spent the night there. And during the night, yeah, it was pretty awful to be honest. During the night, um, like even when we were back in the house before we left, they were like, "You're going to need to bring a bag." And I was like, "I didn't even know yeah. what to pack." Like you know, it yeah. was I hadn't packed anything for any of the other births. <laughs> Um, I had no hospital bag, like but anyway, um, it didn't matter. Uh, I spent the night and in the middle and during the night I did, um, at one point go to the bathroom and fainted, but as I was fainting, I pulled the cord to let, you know, the emergency cord, thankfully. And they came and they picked me up and, um, I, yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. They removed the remaining placenta, um, at that point and yeah I was bawling and I started telling them about Saul's birth in the middle of all that I was like this is my last experience of birth and I started telling them about him being born on a tree and they're probably helping me more than it was helping them but they were like really interested around in midwives and stuff you know it was just mad. anyway um the next morning then and I I actually I was really worried then I couldn't go to sleep because I kept, felt, I kept thinking that each time I was falling asleep, like I was fainting again, like I rang the bell and I explained to them how I was feeling. They said, look, just ring the bell. Don't worry about it. If you need us ring and we'll check on you every now and again, you know, they were really, they were really lovely. Um, and yeah. So the next morning I was checked again and it was completely out and I was discharged, which was great. Yeah. I was really glad to go home and the kids were really glad to see me, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks, I suppose, to really um, get over—not well, over it, but you know, kind of I feel kind of normalish again. Um, but it was a really hard time because, like, it was a—it was in November. There was a lockdown at the time, so we weren't seeing anybody, and you know, it was—it was very lonely. Um, but at the same time, I told people and. Like, all I got was kindness, and um, I got so many people who you know actually I put it on social media as well because I wasn't seeing people. I was like, I'm just going to put this out because, like, you know, this is what's going on, and uh, yeah, I just got so many lovely messages from people who I haven't heard from in years telling me about similar things that have happened to them. So it was definitely, um, I'm glad that I shared it but at the same time yeah it was it was a really awful um yeah it was it was it was strange um but yeah I suppose it's nature as well and I have three healthy children and one that didn't make it you know so that's just that's just the way it is just acceptance I suppose I hope you enjoyed
0: my chat with Fiona as much as I did. I feel she's a fantastic way with words and I hope the images that she has shared on Instagram really helped you connect even further with her story. So if you would like to share your story, you know where to get me over at irelandsbirthstories.ie or you can get me on Instagram, but I'm not as quick to respond there. So you're best off emailing me or find me on the website. Have a great week and I will chat to you soon.